from runasradio.com, you are listening to Run As Radio, the internet audio talk show for IT professionals with Richard Campbell and Greg Hughes. This is Brandon Wen announcing show number 149 with guest Raleigh Perot, recorded Tuesday, January 26, 2010. Run As Radio is produced each week by Pwop Productions, providing professional media and podcasting services online at pwop.com. You can follow the boys on Twitter at twitter.com slash runasradio. Thank you very much, Brandon. This is Richard Campbell. You're listening to Run As Radio, and with me, as always, my co-host, Greg Hughes. Hey, everyone. Richard, how are you today? You're on the East Coast. I am, yeah, I'm adventuring in the East. I got some work to do in Boston, and I plopped down, I plopped down <laughs> to Pwop Studios, to cool. New London, Connecticut, halfway between New York and Boston, to visit cool. my very dear friend, Carl Franklin. Wave and at Carl for me. There, he's right over there. I'm in, I'm in the sound booth, so I'm a little isolated now, and we're, it, it's, I feel so special. I'm not running the recording myself we have real engineering going on it's fancy 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 today isn't boston the whole boston area isn't that a great place oh it's and and but winter hasn't arrived here yet either it rained like crazy yesterday yeah i'm actually going to be in boston and i don't know probably about the time the show gets published in a couple of weeks well there you go learn more about the energize it program and its complimentary offerings at www.energizeit.ca including Microsoft-sponsored events, community-hosted events, install fests for Office 2010, scheduled in the spring of 2010, along with additional podcasts. Reserve your seat today at www.energizeit.ca. Well, let's uh, let's jump straight into our show here. We've got uh, a guest. His name is Raleigh Perot, and he's the Senior EPM Consultant Instructor for PMO Logistics Incorporated, a company that specializes in enterprise project management, consulting, and services and training. Raleigh has over 25 years of experience in network information system project management and finance and administration at the executive and managerial levels. He has a business administration diploma and holds various designations from Project Management Institute, Microsoft, Compaq, IBM, Checkpoint, and CompTIA, and has been awarded the Microsoft MVP for Microsoft Project. Welcome, Raleigh. Hey, Raleigh. Uh, welcome. <laughs> Thank you very much. Hey, I, I have a confession to make before we start talking about project stuff. Okay. Uh-oh. Um. I don't like project very much. <laughs> How can you say that? It's for sure that's the first time you've ever heard that, Raleigh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. I've installed Project Server before. I've used Project, but I have to confess. So, you know, I have not looked at it for several years. So <clears throat> I'm kind of interested to find out what's new and different. Oh, man. Well, you came to the right, uh, right session. So we're in the right place. Uh, I mean, you keep making project, and I definitely—it's one of those products that seems people either love or they hate. There's really no middle ground for it. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, a lot of folks—they—they uh, they look at it and they get uh, inundated a lot of times and just say, "Oh my God!" You know, it's—it kind of looks like Excel, but with a pretty little chart on the side that uh, gives me some dates and everything else. Well, I just feel that so many people misuse project that it really just becomes a tool for showing how late that everything is. <laughs> <laughs> it can be. I mean, uh, for the most part, uh, we see a lot of that uh, that kind of uh, uh, folks coming into uh, classrooms and trainings and that sort of stuff, and uh, they they're just uh, really inundated. Uh, they know the how to get around stuff, but they just don't have, I guess, the the inside information on how to make it all work and then make yourself look like a project manager star. Do you find that most people that use Microsoft Project and or Project Server 
are, are just grabbing it fresh and then looking at it and then trying to figure it out? Do people tend to do the training for it? I have to assume that there's a big difference between a user of project that's that's learned how to use it, quote unquote, the right way, versus somebody mm-hmm. who just sort of tries to figure it out. Yeah, I find that uh, a lot of times. I mean, I, I was in that same boat long, long time ago, uh, back in project 4.0 days, and uh, it said, "Oh, okay, this is pretty cool, and I can actually do my uh, production scheduling and and such." In, in my previous life. Um, but most of the time, it's like there wasn't really a lot of information out there. Um, I'm really happy to say that uh, the project team has done an incredible job giving uh, um, little tips and tricks on, on a lot of little things, you know, whether it's uh, uh, video demoing or just how to do certain things, because it's usually a combination of a lot of little things piled together, and then it's like, oh, wow, I'm actually you know, managing a project per se or a schedule, if I stand corrected on that. Is it really about schedule management, you know, creating dependencies on different uh, work task items? So if one thing slips, you know what the other thing slips on and just keeping track of what dates are what, or is there more to it than that? Time and resources. Well, as a, yeah, because uh, as a project manager, it's, it's a lot more to it. I mean, the project itself is, is just a tool. Uh, part of my toolkit uh, that I can use for managing projects. I mean, you, without getting into the long PMI spiel about uh, uh, being a project management professional, um, it's a lot more to it, uh, managing a project. But this tool gives you the great capabilities of finding information and be able to collaborate that through your teams, your executives, your managers, that sort of thing. But project in and of itself is not a project management process or standard, right? I mean, it's kind of, I think we see a lot of IT situations where there's some piece of software that people pick up and then they take the solution and try to find the problem to solve, right? I mean, how important is it to to really understand the project principles and stuff? I don't mean the software principles, but rather the principles of mm-hmm. running a project. How important is that before you ever pick up this tool? Oh, I think it's a, it's a really important thing. Uh, I mean, a lot of times um, people know that they want... Uh, uh, project or, or, or project server. Um, I get that in my engagements with uh, with executives. They said we need to do project management, but we don't know how. Uh, a lot of times, and basically, it's just going through uh, the steps of understanding from beginning to end how a project is conceived, how you do your your work uh, work scheduling, your task, assigning resources, you know, assigning costs. And it could be based on tasks, uh, it could be projects, it could be resources itself. And a lot of times people think resources is just uh, people, but it can be, you know, equipment, supplies, utilities, you know, think of uh, construction. You know, we can actually put in a resource for uh, pouring of cement, uh, for example, for a foundation, something like that. We would, you know, take, uh, depending on obviously the cure rate and that, but it could take like three days. We can actually factor that in and actually assign the cost to that cement, which is part of the project. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get too geeky on you. you know, and, it, and like I said, it's a big product. There's a lot going on in here. Is there some key things we need to know about the 2010 edition that, that changes anything? Well, the thing that I, that I uh, liked immediately, uh, just because of some of the clients I have, is that they do have a 64-bit uh, version of this. Now, 
that's really a good thing when you have large or, or, or complex uh, master projects. Uh, I've got a couple of uh, companies that actually have that. Uh, we're talking, you know, 5,000, 10,000 tasks. And because the calculation uh, engine is always on, um, it can actually take some time to uh, render. So that's that's a really nice feature for those that have that big piece. How big does a project have to be before you need 64-bit? I mean, how big is big? Well, I mean, it, it, it depends. Like, I've, I've got a particular client that has one master project for the entire thing, but has many large uh, sub-projects that are joined into the master. Um, and that can take a lot because I'm pulling information from other files into this master. So, Interesting. Um, if you're looking for an exact number, um, you're, you're dealing with, you know, probably anywhere, uh, I'd say about, you know, a thousand to five thousand tasks and higher. And does it actually make things faster to switch over to 64-bit for project? I mean, it... When you're getting into large projects, yeah, you get better improvement. So we're talking about something where you have a project management office that's bringing all kinds of projects into their master, as, as an example. Um, you can, uh, or it could be part of a program itself. Gotcha. So where you, the master project is really the program for, let's say, uh, deploying, uh, or better yet, uh, if you're bringing a new product uh, to market, you know, you've got marketing uh, uh, piece, you've got R&D, um, you've got operational side of things. Um, they're all separate entities and have their own projects itself, but bringing them all together under a master or a program is where uh, the executives want to see. So 64-bit's a big feature. There are other key features to, to 2010 we need to, to focus on. I, I want to talk about server, but I suspect once we get there, we'll never leave. <laughs> <laughs> what I really um, want to know well, is have they replaced the Gantt chart. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Gantt is, uh, Gantt's always been around. Uh, it's uh, it's uh, pretty much a staple for most uh, project managers and executives and such. Um, probably the first thing you'll notice immediately when you install it is now that they use uh, the uh, the ribbon. Uh, oh, okay. They've uh, done away with the old oh, the UI. Uh, yeah, they've done away with the old UI, and that's causing some hanks with uh, some PMs because they don't like change that much when it comes to their tools. Yeah, but they're going to find a whole new world of uh, of a uh, lot more without getting too markety uh, robustness, where they can actually customize their uh, ribbons. Uh, it provides a huge, huge opportunity for third party vendors to actually create uh, tools that tie into the application itself. So I think that's a really big thing. And 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 to be perfectly honest, uh, you know, like most of the I guess the old timers like myself, you know, once you start doing it, you're doing it through uh, uh, keyboard uh, shortcuts. Um, those shortcuts still apply. So if cool. you if you're a master on the keyboard and you know how to do certain particular tasks using the tool with the keyboard, they stay in place. So I I have to ask. Sorry, I know I'm throwing in some random Microsoft project questions here, but I I have sure. to ask one before we move on to Project Server. Okay. A- aside from buying a 48 inch plotter to print your Gantt charts on to hang them on the wall with teeny tiny print that you have to wear reading glasses to read. 
what, how do people deal with that? I cannot tell you how many times I've seen a 36 or 48 inch piece of paper that's really, really long. And, you know, it wasn't even that complex of a project. What are, what are we doing wrong? I mean, can, can you just give us just a little bit of tidbit or a hint? Is there anything you can tell us to help us better visualize things? Yeah, I mean, there's, uh, if printing your, your project itself is, uh, you know, like you've said, that's probably one of the, the, the bigger tasks that a lot of, uh, PMs have a lot of problems with. Um, typically, it's done on the printer profile side of things. So depending on your particular print job that you're going to be doing and the printer that's being selected, you may need to make uh, modifications uh, to the layout, the printing layout. Okay, And that's always been like that since as far as I can remember in 4.0 days. Um, because I ran through the same thing. I said, well, how do I get this? You know, I've got this monster plotter and it's printing this little thing. Why can't I get it to render in, you know, the proper size? And even it, if I can get it to the right size, there, there's so much white space and unused information. Is there a different view that works well to, you know, of, of the project timeline and the tasks and resource assignments? Or what, what do you tend to do? I mean, do you use the big plotter and print out the big? The, the big size print, or do you do something different? Um, I don't use any any uh, print capabilities whatsoever. I mean, I know that there's uh, some managers and such that like to have their piece of paper with it, but uh, one of the nice things in uh, 2010 is you, you can actually uh, print it to PDF or uh, XPS, oh, okay. which kind of helps uh, a little bit more. Uh, but in terms of the plotter or going into a laser printer, uh, type of uh, scenario, it, it's going to be based entirely on the settings you have for that printer. Now, that's not your operating system going into the printer properties. That's actually using the application, like like project, and setting those ones there. And that's where it gets a little bit confusing. So, I, I, this seems like a logical segue into the whole server side of things. The things that get when as project utilization gets bigger. I mean, I don't quite understand how server works or what it mm -hmm. really does. Why do people need project server? Well, a lot of times companies, when I, uh, let's give a, a scenario uh, that's pretty common. I've got, uh, let's say, five project managers, and they each have an individual copy of, uh, let's assume, standard. So they're not uh, um, tied in together, uh, and there's Basically, I can manage my pro uh, project the way I want to. Now, when you get into larger environments, one of the key things is standardization. So we can do measurements across the board, uh, whether you're effectively managing projects or you need some help or, or something along the lines. So we set up a standard, <coughs> excuse me, uh, in terms of time tracking, in terms of resources. So if we have a resource pool of, let's say, uh, 500 employees, we're all, all five project managers are actually getting access to the same pool of shared information. Right. Now, where it's really important is if I have Joe, and let's say Joe is doing some custom coding for my project, but also Pete wants to have Joe, he, he and I are basically trying to get uh, uh, Joe's time. And we want to book it. And that's where uh, having it all laid out and, and uh, so that Joe is not over-allocated. So, you know, just by adding him, saying, oh, well, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to add him eight hours for this day. And if Pete does the same thing for eight hours, 
Joe essentially has 16 hours of work right. he's got to do. And that's not happening. So, so sharing resources across multiple projects, I guess, is a big piece of this. Oh, it's a huge piece because last thing you want, and it's and it's happened to me personally, where whereby I was in a project in one, and and because it was just missed, uh, uh, renamed, so they added me as Roly as a resource, and then they add, added me as Roly P and V dash Roly P. So that's essentially. Even though that's me personally, that's three different resources right. according to project. Yeah. So I was out like two hundred and fifty percent over allocated. Nice. Yeah. Right. Well, it would be nice, except <laughs> <laughs> they, they want wanted to work done, and it's like that's not going to happen. It's good to be popular. Exactly. So I mean, the main thing here is being able to to centralize that common data. The resources are the same across all the projects. So there's one set of naming. Everybody shares that. Uh, exactly. I guess there's, there's got to be other shared resources besides just the people. I can see in the resource management where that would be really good, but what about the technical things? The other thing is what about the business view into the big picture of the projects? I'm curious about that. Well, the nice thing uh, about uh, Project Server 2010 is probably the the, the biggest uh, news to happen is that it's uh, Project Server and Project Portfolio Server is now unified. So one product now whereby in 2007 there were two separate products. Okay. So, and you say, well, okay, that's nice, but, you know, how does that tie in? Well, what I can do is is I can get a lot better business intelligence on the front end because I will have essentially the business drivers that are deciding which projects I'm going to be going through without having, a you know, uh, essentially whoever's the loudest uh, project is going to be done that year. Right. So there's a methodology uh, tied into that. And the really nice thing about it with 2010 is you do, uh, deal with it through uh, workflows, which is the next biggest thing is that it's using SharePoint Server 2010 Enterprise Edition, which is a major, major shift from using WSS. Oh, I see. So they used to use the free edition of SharePoint as part of project, and now they're using the full edition of, of SharePoint. They're doing the full edition for the for the BI, uh, and as well as uh, uh, governance workflows, projects, whether you're dealing with uh, project plans, customized workspace templates, mm -hmm. all based on you know uh, something called the enterprise project types. So I can create a project type, let's say for IT, and a different one for HR, and I can have a totally separate, you know, template for them, uh, a workflow, who does the approvals and such. Right. And the same thing with the project plans. So what, uh, talking about the tools, maybe think about this big enterprise style or a, or a business project management system is what you're talking about as opposed to individual project tools. What does the business case look like for this? What what kind of business situation justifies taking a look at doing that type of infrastructure? Well, in terms of this, uh, because the portfolio side is really geared, uh, a lot of it is geared towards the executives that have to make decisions on these things. Right. Um, so that's that's a key component there. And if we have a methodology in place, and one of the you know the nice things about uh, Project Server 2010 is you're not confined in doing projects the way Microsoft wants you to do them. 
it's it's a clean slate. Now, that's also a bad thing because there's nothing built in for you to build off of. So there's no standardized templates, so to speak. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there will be a number of uh, project templates, you know, uh, based on industry standards and such, and you'll be able to download them. Right. Um, sure. But but in terms of actually uh, starting a work uh, workplace, it's it's going to be a little bit difficult. Now there will be a couple of very very basic workflows that are that are tied into the product, but it's it's kind of there for you. Where you're going to get the biggest bang is uh, downloading the SDK when it comes out. Uh, it's still in beta format now. They won't have a full running sample for you. So you can actually see it in, 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 in actual action. So is Project Server 2010 released yet, or is this coming up soon, or what's the schedule look like? Um, it's coming up soon. Um, my understanding is it's going to be first half of this year um, sometime. And uh, it's, looking, it's actually looking really good. The, the Beta 2 version that's, that's already available for people to download right now um, if you haven't done so, uh, take a look at it because it's 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 really a great great tool. So is it accurate to say? Check my assumption here you, that you need to be running SharePoint uh, or Office SharePoint Server 2010 in order to run Project Server. Is there a dependency there? And also, there you know, the Enterprise Edition versus a not Enterprise. Are those options? And kind of what do you get and not get if you make those choices? Right. Well, the funny thing is, is that uh, I actually contacted the Microsoft Licensing Center in uh, in uh, Toronto or just outside of Toronto to talk about this specifically for the uh, software assurance people, uh, making sure that what am I covered because the previous, you know, 2003 was WSS uh, version two, uh, 2007 was WSS 3.0, free versions and included with the media. Right. In Project Server 2010, there is no media for uh, SharePoint Server 2010 Enterprise Edition, and that is a locked piece. You can't use standard. It has to be enterprise. Wow. And it's specifically because it's using the Excel services, uh, performance point services, Visio services, pivots, Power Pivot, uh, Excel, SQL reporting services. It just All that stuff that comes with it, yeah. It's all the major goodies, and I and at first I said, "Ooh, that's that's going to hurt some people." But my understanding uh, from this uh, licensing agent I was speaking with, he was telling me that that basically they will have a, a specific version of SharePoint Server 2010, and I'm like, "Okay, uh, please tell me more." Um, and basically, it's going to be, and that this is not. Uh, finalized yet, but it's uh, a limited use rights version of SharePoint Server 2010 Enterprise. So what it means is that they're saying that if you've got uh, purchased Project Server 2010, you load up Enterprise Edition SharePoint Server, you can, you're only licensed to use the features to make Project Server work. Gotcha. So no user profile. Right. No BDC, none, yeah. none of the extra bells and whistles. Unless you're willing to buy SharePoint Enterprise Server separately. You, you got it. You. But I can also right. see folks already having SharePoint in place and then wanting to add the EPM into it. Yeah. Exactly. What does that look like from, a, from an add-it-to-my-existing-infrastructure standpoint? Granted, it's adding it to an existing 2010 infrastructure, but what's the 
we don't have to go too deep into the how do I upgrade SharePoint and what does that look like. I think we've kind of done that and we'll probably do that in the future. But once you have 2010 in place, assuming it's already there, what do you do to add project? It's just a matter of uh, creating a now that they, uh, in the previous version in 2007, you had to create a uh, an SSP site specifically because that's where the instance of Project Web Access was located. Yep. In 2010... Now it's just a plain Jane web app, and uh, it's just a matter of saying this is where I'm going to host uh, PWA, uh, which they now call it Project Web App, um, and and install your uh, your instance there. So it's just like any other SharePoint site, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it sounds pretty painless actually, because I wouldn't want to if I've already got an, an exchange or if I've already got a SharePoint infrastructure up and running. Mm-hmm. I don't want to mess with that. I want to just be able to add project into it. Yeah, exactly. Right. And I mean, especially, I mean, you still have shared service providers in, involved in this, but the nice thing about this is that we can actually include it as part of the web crawling. So if you want to have uh, search functionality with project server, it's just a matter of pointing where the server is. So no right. different than a SharePoint site. And security trimming is still involved. And it's going to get backed up with your existing SharePoint infrastructure and so forth. So there's no extra. Exactly. Um, what about Exchange? I had that little Freudian slip there a moment ago about Exchange. But uh, is Exchange play a major role here? Um, it is integrated now. Uh, what they've done away with in uh, from the previous version is that there's no ActiveX uh, download requirements for okay. web. And also there is no Outlook add-in. Now it's all tied in on the back end with Exchange. So there is a PowerShell command that you run on your uh, project server box right. that basically makes a connection to the Exchange server, and actually all your uh, your task assignments are all tied into Outlook, and whether you use uh, PC, phone, or web, you're going to get them. And do they add something to Outlook so that you can actually complete tasks, that sort of thing, and that gets reflected back into uh, to project? Well, it's tied in, so it's a, it's a two-way mechanism, right. and that's where the Exchange server piece is. So it's not a one-way thing, oh, here's all your tasks, and, and you're done. What it is is that there is additional uh, – the connection to the server is basically formulating uh, a two-way uh, connection piece. Right. So that when people are, are get their lists and everything else, they can mark them down. Um, you can do it via the web uh, with uh, PWA um, or even the, through uh, through uh, phone, which right. is uh, on a Windows mobile phone, which is pretty cool. When I like the idea is I bring people into the sort of project circle that I don't give them a new app they have to use that I can work, they can work with project using the tools they're already using. Oh, exactly, and especially when uh, you know most users are not going to have the capability of installing the software. So you're looking at either doing a, an Active Directory group policy to push out the software, right. or you know using you know SMS or uh, SCCM or whatever tool you're having to push out. Is this just avoiding an install on the on the resources desks essentially that they can just keep working the way they're working? Although, doesn't Project Server offer web clients as well to uh, to to contribute with your tasks and so forth? Yeah, yeah. Well, especially on the the project uh, for project managers now, uh, it has a full project editing capability. 
uh, via web. Nice. So now you can go in and build your schedule online and do it anywhere in the world, you know, assuming that you have access through the firewall. But, I mean, it's it's all there, available for you, and uh, it's just a matter of, you know, doing your task. I mean, in fact, if you look at them side by side, dealing with uh, Project Pro, mm-hmm. which is the uh, the application to connect the project server, and the web-based project editing tool, the the uh, ribbon is exactly the same. So there's no changeover from uh, either side, which is really nice because you don't want to start having to learn a different tool to doing the same thing. How does a workflow work these days? It sounds like it's a lot more robust. Am I able to, as a you know, a manager of people or as a resource or anyone who has a role, maybe outside of the project manager uh, role, mm-hmm. then be involved in a project? I mean, am I able to work with a lot of stuff in Outlook? You know, are we really email enabled? I mean, is there anything new in the version that is worth pointing out? Well, in terms of uh, having the, the users and, and their managers uh, tied into a workflow, that all depends if, if how your um, the portfolio uh, side works. So if I create one of the things is, uh, uh, let's say if I have this enabled, and uh, they call it demand management, uh, but I think it's better called uh, project lifecycle management because you're yeah. going from beginning to end of a project. You can set workflows all the way through the entire project at at key milestones at the beginning of the project. You know, having uh, a board of authority, which would be uh, perhaps a, a project server group, uh, they would have to approve it, whether it's you know one after another. So very very similar to how work groups in uh, in uh, SharePoint server work. In fact, they're pretty much the same. The only thing is the the business side or the acumen on how, how to do this. Right. And uh, are we dependent on Exchange there? If we have a different mail system, is it still got some level of integration? Will it interact with the mail server? Well, you'll get, you'll get the alerts and that sort of stuff that's tied into to the SharePoint uh, technology. But in terms of really getting the, 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 the robustness of getting uh, the tasks to the individual uh, users of project, is it, it's just entirely dependent on Exchange. Right. So you really only get the bang for your buck around the mail side if you use Exchange. And not just Outlook, Exchange. That's correct. Right. So you're dealing with Exchange. And we haven't really talked much about the BI side here. We've mentioned it a few times. But this is really about doing complex analysis on projects across multiple projects? Um, you can. I mean, it's, it's a matter of determining uh, what you're looking at for... Um, Building OLAP cubes. So, like, we'll take all uh, uh, project servers got four databases that right. it uses, right? The one that we're pulling information out of to creating these cubes is from the reporting database, which has everything in it. Okay. Uh, from there, we can determine what cubes to build uh, with the dimensions and such to be able to extrapolate the information that typically the business analyst is going to be driving, saying, hey, I need this kind of information, or uh, maybe you have a, a CFO or, or a controller that says, I need to get this kind of financial information pulled out of it. Right. Um, and it's just a matter of, of determining which cubes to build and how to build them. And then that information can be pulled in into a, a dashboard that you would be able to create 
which is uh, part of uh, Project Server 2010 as well. And where I see this particularly interesting, and you, you've alluded to this, is on the financial side, that we have budgets associated with projects. We've got money that's been spent so we can see if we're behind, ahead or behind on the expenditure curve, but also which projects are being cost efficient and which ones are not. Exactly. And I mean, and, and that's really what uh, the business owner or, or the executives or managers want is give it to me in a plain, simple term, where are we and what do we see in terms of time, in terms of money? Right. Where are we really? That's all they really want. I mean, and if I can get it in a nice page, which is customizable for me, you know, because uh, you may have uh, executive number two may want to have something totally different. Each of those things can be customizable for each individual user. Right, so they can have their own view. That sounds very much like a dashboard type view. It's exactly what it is. Okay, and it, and each person can pretty much have their own dashboard. Correct. All right. So, <clears throat> my last question. Okay. What is the what is the biggest business mistake that people make when using project and or project server that you think they should know about ahead of time in order to avoid? I think the well, two things. One is uh, people thinking that they can install it on a weekend and start managing projects on Monday morning. Right, it's yeah. probably the <laughs> one I hear a lot of. Uh, but the one is that they don't have their processes in place. These things are the driving force to uh, successful not only deployment but actually management of these projects. Um, so if you don't have certain procedures in place or if, you know, let's say you're in a very large company, um, if you have projects that are under, let's say, a million dollars, they automatically get approved. We're not worried about those. I mean, uh, anything over a million has to go to uh, a, a council or a change configuration board or, or something along those lines. Now, some of these organizations, especially larger ones, will probably have those things in place. Now, they're not all the time, but most of the time. It's when you get into the mid-level companies, uh, they, they kind of need uh, an assessment uh, done on their place. So one of the things that we do before we do any engagement is, is uh, we go into, this, into their site and sit down with the project manager, sit down with the resources. How do you report your time? How do you report the status of your tasks? And basically give them an assessment and do a snapshot. This is where you are now. And then we go in and find out what is it specifically that you want to do, okay? Because it's it's pretty much a blank slate right now. This is the time where you're going to be setting up uh, your governance pieces, and and you know, hopefully you have them in place. If you don't, we need to create them, and making sure that you're you're in line. That's probably the biggest thing. It's all the front end stuff. Uh, and all that front end, all that process. Really, you didn't even mention the tools. The tools should be supporting your business process, as opposed to building business process to fit the tools. Is what I hear you oh, say. Oh, exactly. And then there's there are some uh, software. Uh, uh, companies that do that uh, on their side and saying, hey, you got to manage your projects this way because we don't support it any other way. So you're changing the business process for the company. Now, that may be good. That may not be good. I mean, I don't know too many business owners or executives that saying, okay, in order for us to use this software, we have to change the way we do business. Right. 
they have difficulty swallowing that. Yeah, yeah. No one is really willing to do that. By that same token, I found lots of businesses with success reviewing their practices as a new app comes in, just to make sure there's not a lot of white elephants still stuck to them. Oh, exactly. And I mean, and it's and it's pretty easy for you know for most EPM uh, partners with Microsoft to go in on site and take a look at. Uh, their particular environments, what they're doing now, where do you want to go, and this is basically the roadmap how we need to do this. Right. Um, and, and it takes a bit of time, and you know, you, you may look out and you have very warm and receptive, saying yes, we need to do this, or you may have some uh, PMs that are fighting and kicking and screaming all along the way. Well, it's, you know, the IT the IT mantra is change is good. You go first. Oh, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Raleigh, I think we're about out of time. Any final words, places we should be looking for more information about Project and Project Server? No, the best thing I could tell you is uh, um, go to the Microsoft uh, site. Now they have their own uh, um, project site, which is really nice. Uh, so www.microsoft.com forward slash project. If you want uh, 2010 information, you go uh, slash project slash 2010. And that'll get you there. And uh, if need be, you can go. There's lots of blogs, lots of information. Uh, go to the MVP sites. A lot of them uh, have them listed there. There's just uh, a ton, a ton of information. Raleigh Pro, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thanks, Raleigh. Appreciate it, guys. And we'll talk to you next week on Run As Radio.